Welcome to KPL Lit Talks. In today's podcast, it's all about the quick reads. I'm Claudette Stockwell, the library director. I'm Kim Mather, teen and adult services librarian. And where's Drew Tingley? Yeah, where is Drew today? Oh no, I think he didn't want to join us because he doesn't want to read. Oh, that's sad. It's so sad, but you know what? We might be able to hook him with this because these are quick reads. There you go. Yes. At least quick for us. Quick for us, so it might be quick for him, and I think that's what it is. If we get him hooked on a book that he can't put down. down, Right. Right? Exactly. Totally. For me, the quickest reads ever are the graphic novels. They just, I don't know, I can fly through those, but I don't have graphic novels to talk about today. Okay. What do you have to talk about? My first book I'd like to talk about is Daughters of a, of a Dead Empire by Carolyn O'Neill. Okay. And it's labeled as a historical thriller, a retelling of Anastasia. And it was great. I could not put it down. So I like literally finished it in just a, a couple of days. And I only read at bedtime. And so it was really bad for me because... I was up reading way past my bedtime. <laughs> so is this an adult book or a young adult? This is a young adult book, but I I mean, if you like fairy tale retellings, then mm-hmm. certainly, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I there was a lot of language, you there know, was. there was some language. Okay. So, you know, yeah. uh, one of the main characters, what you know, didn't take much to set her off and then she'd be cursing, you know, when something didn't go her way, you know, the curse words would fly, but it was... I'm only remembering that one character, really, throwing them out there. So, And I like young adult books. So yeah. I, I, I do have a tendency to feel like they themselves can sometimes be a quick read. Right. I feel like young adult books have a tendency sometimes to get rid of all that in that lush field of mm-hmm. just the grayish hue of a blah, blah. Yes. You know, so I can get right to the story. Yeah. I do find that when I read adult books, sometimes I'm like, I don't really care what shade of purple the girl was wearing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, this hooked me right away. I, I just couldn't put it down. And Is this a new book? Um, it's on our new shelves okay. currently, yeah. yes. Um, it was released, um, I believe, in March of 2022. Okay, pretty new then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And there was some pretty descriptive violence. I mean, it was a historical thriller. It took place during 1918 when the czar was killed and mm. Anastasia's fleeing. And, Sounds you good. You know, so, yeah, there was the fighting between the Bolsheviks and the Red Army. And, okay. Or the White Army. I can't remember. The Red and the White Armies were fighting. They were mm-hmm. fighting, though. There was a <laughs> lot of fighting. So if you like fighting mm-hmm. and you like historical fiction, this yes. might be for you. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And I, I don't think that the... The descriptive violence took away from the actual story. You know, I mean, it was I was really on the edge of my seat many mm, times. I like and books yeah. like that. Yeah, it was really good. So I have the opposite of you. I have an adult book that I read that I think would have young adult appeal. And again, it must be us with the violence. I don't know what's Uh-oh. up with that. But <laughs> it's called They Never Learn by Lane Fargo. Uh-huh. And it's about uh, a female killer. Ooh. I like that, you know, and she she does kill some, some boys in their dormitories, you know, but it has a little mm. bit of the college student appeal, um, yes. so older teens might like it. And I just like that it was told from a perspective of not always just the guy being the killer. And yeah. so are you going to be giving too much away if I ask a question? It like, depends. Well, you know, women killers are typically portrayed by 
uh, poison, right? That's right. typically their means of, of, yeah. of kill. So is that typical through this book as well? Or, or I mean, and, and um, if you're going to yeah, give too without, much away, I don't won't give anything away. You know, we don't um, want to be spoiling anything here. Throughout the time that she's killing men, uh, I think she tries to to think of who she's killing and like she targets certain men for certain reasons. So okay. it's not just killing men for, mm-hmm. you know, obscure reasons. There's reasons yeah. why. So I think she does kind of like to torture a little bit more. And um, I don't remember if there was poison in any of them, but if, but I think there might've actually been for one. Mm-hmm. So I think it just depends on the place and the person and if it's fitting. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And was this, um, did this take place during now or was it in the past? Not in the past. So okay. I'd say more now. I mm-hmm. mean, maybe not now, now, but. Right, but like it wasn't. Within the last yeah. 20 years now. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then I have some not heavy duty ones. Okay. I've been reading a lot of Colleen Hoover. Have you read any of her? No, I haven't. I'm not actually familiar with the name at all. Tell okay. me about her. I Well, so I don't know what it is. She just kind of hit the scenes or I just discovered her one of the two. Okay. Right? So you either just hit the scenes or I'm like, oh, who is this Colleen Hoover? Yes. Um, she's perfect for the summer, though, I think, because these are like three-day books. And exactly like you, three-day books, considering you're only reading maybe with a cup of coffee in the morning and mm-hmm. right before bed. Right. All a little bit different, but all a little bit the same. I've just finished reading, and this is what I mean. I just finished reading Regretting You, November 9th, Reminders of Him and Ugly Love, all within, like, the last three months. Wow. So it's like, put it, you know, read a book, put it down, get another book, read a book, put it down, get another book. And mm-hmm. then I'm like, oh, gee, I just read something different. I wonder what else Colleen Hoover has right now. Yes. Um, and so you got the love, and I think there's some definite teenage appeal there, especially November uh, 9th, because they are just kind of, like, coming right out of high school, and uh, they meet on November 9th, and it's both significant for them, that date. And she doesn't want to tie down her future with this, you know, young boy that she could instantly just, whoop, there goes my dreams. Mm-hmm. So they agree that they'll meet every November 9th oh. for, like, the next five years because I think her mother had given her, I think it was the mother that gave her advice to not tie yourself down before you're 23. Okay. Um, and so, you know, they agree that they're going to meet and then, you know, every year, what does that look like for them? Right. And I'm a sucker for love. Mm. You know, I obviously want things to work out. I just finished reading Regretting You, which again was, uh, another, these are all adult books with young adult appeal. Okay. Um, where they, it's, it's kind of interesting, this girl and her boyfriend, his best friend ends up dating her sister. Okay, and they're they're opposites. So her and her boyfriend, and her sister, and her boyfriend. Like she's like the boyfriend. Like they're opposites. So like you know, two are outgoing, two are introverted. Mm-hmm. Um, they're high school sweethearts. She ends up getting pregnant, and it kind of you know kip, skips forward to her daughter being sixteen. Okay, and so it goes back a little bit back and forth, um, all on the now. So it's everything is present day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, just another, I just finished that one. And I really, that was probably my favorite one by her. I think that so speaks a lot about the book that you are reading it in three days. And, you know, the majority of your reading is at bedtime. Yeah. Because if the book's that good and you're not falling asleep. I not mean, falling asleep. Right, I wanna, yeah, right. Like, I mean, 
that's one of the reasons I like to read at bedtime. It's a way to wind down and get ready for sleep, get your mind in a good place. And, <laughs> you know, sometimes you're reading these books and your mind is just like, I've got to keep reading. I've got, got to, I, keep I, have reading. to I have to go to the next chapter, next chapter. And that was this one. This regretting you is seriously, I was just like, how's it going to work out? Yeah. You know, and I don't want to give anything away, but tragic stuff does happen. And yes. you're like, oh, I didn't see that coming. And what's going to happen now? And you're just like, wow. Right. Yeah. So this was really a good book for me. And I think other people are like eating up this Colleen Hoover too. So if you haven't, it's perfect for the summertime. Perfect summer reads. Yeah. It yeah. sounds great. Yeah. I'll have to check one out. What else you got? Well, um, these are all new, I think. Kind her, of. her Colleen Hoover books are new. Or they're at least new to us. New to us. Okay, because yeah. I was going to say, you you've have so many by her that, I mean, I don't think they can't be, new. like, brand new. No, maybe yeah. Ugly Love is, but I think the, the other ones, yes. it's sort of like I've noticed that people have been checking her out. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, she writes a book called Verity, which I haven't heard anything bad about yet. That's supposed to be really good. I haven't been able to get my hands on it because it's constantly checked wow. out. Wow. Yeah. That says a lot. And... Do we have all of her books here at the I library, or are know, you trying to interlibrary these, loan them? Well, these four we have, okay. and the Verity. Um, does she have more that we could probably interlibrary loan? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I think she's been around for a little while, but we just all of a sudden, library land discovered yeah, her somehow. Sure. Yeah. It's just like, um, and I can't remember, I think her name was Kristen Harmon, the one that you had recommended, the Book of Lost Names. yeah. yeah. What a great book. I loved it. And, you know, find that she has all these other books, and I'd never heard of her till you recommended that book. And it was it was one of the – I should have had it on my list for today because – um, yeah, I couldn't put like it down, but I thought I, know, I had, too. I thought I may have mentioned it in a podcast, so I wasn't sure yeah. I did. Okay. That's what I thought. So I didn't want to repeat. Well, I think, I don't know if, if it was you or me, but obviously I mentioned her. Okay. That, either way. Yes. If you haven't read that people, that's a good one. <sighs> it too. was excellent. Yeah. yeah. I can't put it down. Historical fiction. Yes. Yeah. 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 Definitely. But it was a great read. Loved it. So, um, I have a book to talk about that. For me, it was fairly quick. It may not necessarily be <laughs> that way for everybody because it was a nonfiction. And sometimes the nonfiction books I find can be harder to get through than a fiction. I agree. But this one, um, if you're familiar with Dr. Stephen Gundry and like his Plant Paradox, which was, uh, you know, a pretty good challenge of a read. You know, there was yeah. a lot of scientific. But I, he... Um, I, I like the way he can really kind of take a scientific explanation and turn it around so that it's kind of in layman's term, I guess I is a like good that. way to put it. So yeah. that so this particular book that he just came out with in March is called Unlocking the Keto Code. Oh, keto is a big thing right now, it, too. It, yeah. Well, you know, and it's very interesting, um, the information that he has in the book, that keto has actually been around for a long time that it was something they discovered um, to help epilepsy. Oh, interesting. Yes. Okay. Um, And so it's been around for decades. And apparently, um, in the title, as it says, Unlocking the Keto Code, that the, the actual thought process of it is not quite right. Like, he has found research that 
was available. He didn't do the research, just, you know, he ran across the research, the, mm. the, the scientific papers and journals and things that actually talks about how ketosis actually works and how ketones are produced. Oh, interesting. And um, th- that that they don't burn fat for fuel like like is what people that have researched it or put mm-hmm. books out on it or whatever. Um, that is actually not correct. And um, the actual uh, reason that it works is um, the mitochondria. They uncouple and that is... Uh, you know, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not like, going to explain okay, Kim, it very good. I'm pretty sure I don't want to read this book anymore. Oh, <laughs> no, but, you know, he, he did do a great job. Um, I can't remember. I, I'm so bad about remembering. But he used a story about the Mito Club. So he's calling it, like, you know, instead of mitochondria, he's just saying the Mito Club. And mm-hmm. so he's talking about, you know, how you – are in the club and, you know, um, how you exit the club or, you know, people that are cleaning the club, you know, and just, you know, uh, you know, everything. He, he uses this club as a way to describe what's happening in your body and, okay. you know, what the mitochondria are actually doing. And so the process you're trying to get is for them to uncouple and there's, um, the way that would happen is through um, the production of the ketones and um, through eating um, polyphenols, things like coffee, tea, cocoa, um, fruit and plant materials, you know, but so it's kind of just another buildup on his, you know, eating lectin free, but also following a time restricted eating window and, and, um, in making sure you include these things that um, are high in polyphenols and the things that are going to promote production of the ketones like goats and sheep milk, you know, mm-hmm. cheeses and things like that, yogurts and stuff. So anyways, I'm I know. I'm trying not I, to laugh at you because you're really adorable right now. <laughs> <laughs> and you have not sold me on this book. So for oh, whoever is listening, bad, if, it was if great. you uh, read this, you have to let me know if you enjoyed it as much as Kim did. Yeah, It's it's just hard for me because nonfiction just has to have the right hook for me to stay yes. enticed anyways. And it's ironic that you like that that doctor book because i just read um this is going to hurt by adam k okay and that's also a doctor book okay and that was another but it was completely the opposite of yours um where i could follow along yeah relatively easily um and it's based i think on a bbc show now that it got turned into um and he ends up going into obgyn and talks about what that's like to be in a hospital and and having that field and and it's filled with humor too, so yeah. I really, really enjoyed it. And that, that if it hasn't been entered, will be entered soon for people to check out here. Oh, so great! And what was, was the title one. again? This is going to hurt. This is going. I to sometimes kind of, I'm kind of being pulled a little in that, like doctor mm-hmm. direction. So it's interesting. I mean, maybe not yours so much, but well, <laughs> other medical books um, yeah. do have some interest and appeal to me. Depending on the subject matter, I think that's what mm-hmm. it you know, boils down exactly. to. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, 
all all disease begins in the gut. Sure. So, I yeah. mean, and that's something that um, Hippocrates found out way, way back. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's just... So for me, it's very interesting right. to to learn about and follow and try to keep myself as healthy as I can and my family because, I mean, I don't want to be an 80 or 90-year-old that can't enjoy your life, my yeah. life yeah. because, you know, I'm you know, can't walk or, Mm -hmm. you know, I, uh, you know, I've got diabetes and, or I've, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. heart issues, you know, and and I'm not saying that I won't have those things, sure but if I take care of myself, absolutely you know, then, then maybe I can enjoy the senior years instead of, you know, being miserable. Because I know for us, we are looking at that. I hate to say it, but we're certainly heading in that direction. (laughs) Exactly. Right? Yeah, not the direction we want to necessarily be going in. Definitely. And even though I'm not 70 yet, I just finished reading I Can't Believe that are I'm Too Young to be 70 by Judith Forst. I saw Terry was reading it, and I Mm -hmm. thought, oh, that seems cute. I'll have to take it home just to see if it's worth Yes. Passing it around. It's really very cute. And it's I think that's what it is. At any age, you're like, I can't believe, like, what? Right. How did this happen? Exactly. Yeah. And that yeah. seems to be uh, what happened to her. Like, what? How did I become 70? That's another cute nonfiction, all poetry, very short. Oh, I just oh, read it pretty much this great. morning while I was having coffee. So, yes. Ooh, done. Oh, I'll have to check <laughs> it out then. Because, you know, I just returned it. Too. I've still got a, yeah. a decade or more to go before I'm there. Well, you know, almost two. All right. I was I'm like, only what? in my 50s. I know. But, I was like, know. when did you become 60? Wow, time is flying. Oh, yeah. We don't want it to fly that fast. <laughs> um, any mm-hmm. other books? I have one more I can recommend that Go I ahead. just finished reading. Uh, the Golden Couple by Greer Hendricks and Sarah Pekkanen. I really discovered them a little while back, and I like them. This... Uh, because I like the psychological thrillers. Oh, yes, you That's do. That's my thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm always like, who done did it? And, you know, yes. if it can hook me. And it definitely hooked me, you know, where things are not quite what they appear to be. And is the guy really a good guy or is he not? Yes. You know, uh, is it really a golden couple? And, you know, a truth that gets revealed. And, it like, they sit in counseling over it. And the counselor has very unorthodox ways of treating the couple and you know it's very interesting and right at the end i won't tell you but something major happens that you don't see coming oh man so perfect yes yeah had me on the edge of my seat oh yeah yeah that's 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 a great one because sometimes it does seem like oh yeah you know what's gonna happen exactly they become so predictable Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. definitely they do get tired of that predictability yes yeah and speaking of which, that book of lost names that we just recently discussed, ta- discussed just a brief moment, I, I didn't see the end there, you know, and yeah. I, I, yeah, so that was, it was a nice, yeah, it was a good ending, but I didn't, didn't expect that at the ending, so. That's the beauty yes. of books sometimes <laughs> when you don't see it coming, right? Definitely. Any other um, suggestions for our, our listeners? So there's one that I recently read. It's not a new book, but it's something that was on one of our displays, and so mm-hmm. I picked it up. It was Rose Under Fire by Elizabeth Wine, mm-hmm. um, and it takes place during World War II. Is that a YA, too? Because she writes for YA. Yep, it is okay. a YA yep. book. Um, she, uh, it's The main character is Rose Justice. She's an American pilot, um, 
and she's uh she's young i think she's like maybe 17 18 she's not very old um and she came over to england so that she could ferry the planes like from england to france because the women weren't allowed to fight you know but she you know they needed pilots to bring the planes so she was ferrying a plane i don't know if that's even the right word i don't know what they call (laughs) it but you know she's flying this plane Mm -hmm. over to to france and some something happened and she ended up getting um captured by the nazis and interesting and she was supposed to uh because she was not um like a she wasn't, a, you know, Jewish or um, trying to think of what else. Uh, so but why she, did they capture her? Well, just like a prisoner of war kind okay. of a capture. Yeah. But she's not, you know, uh, a spy. She's not, you know, I mean, so she was supposed to have had a certain type of a treatment because she's a pilot. Like she wasn't supposed to be treated the way things ended up going and she ended up at Ravensbrook a concentration camp for women and you know the yeah it's um yeah it's pretty Pretty deep very deep but it was it was very quick to read like I couldn't put it down it was another one of those you know even though it was heavy reading maybe it was you know and well sometimes it's that is everything going to be okay that exactly pages going exactly yeah Yeah. that's why that's another reason why um I think young adult books have such great appeal because they deal with such heavy stuff right you know um and they're not short books so it's not not like oh it was a quick read because it was only you know 150 pages i think both the both of those uh ya reads i mentioned they were easily over 300 400 pages Mm -hmm. something around that but it's a story that keeps you yeah engaged exactly I'm so glad we had a chance to talk about books today. I know we haven't talked about books in a we while. Haven't. I mean, I know it, it's Imagine there's that. so many good ones out there. There are so many good ones out there. So many coming always. Exactly. My my thing is life is too short to to stay with a book that's not keeping you engaged. Yes, and I did recently return one that uh, I just could not. I I've been reading it for a week. Now, mind you, I only read at bedtime, mm-hmm. so um, you know I'm tired. But after reading the book for a week, I was on page like twenty nine. And you said, "I just can't keep doing this. I can't keep and doing it." And it's okay. No, yeah. and and it wasn't that the book wasn't wasn't uh, interesting. It seemed like it was interesting enough, but it was I was not getting through it. So and we don't talk about those kind of we books. Don't. We but don't. We don't want to they, they do taint exist. anybody's view. <laughs> well, what I think is sometimes readers think that you know they might end up in a book that's not good. And they think they don't like reading, but it's right. just that the book is not good. Exactly. And before, I would feel like if I started a book, I had to go all the way to the end, even if I was, like, pulling my eyes out. Right. right. You know, like, I was just like, I don't like this book. And now yes. I'm like, exactly. There's a certain time period in which I'm like, if it doesn't mm-hmm. hook me, usually within the first 50 to 100, depending on how big the book is, Oh, just forget about it. Exactly. Right? Get one that's going to hook you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I think that's the big thing behind summer reading is that you want it to be these quick grabbing books that you can read quickly, enjoy it, and move on. Yes. And I always grab too many. 
you know, like if you're going on vacation in the summer or something, I think, oh, I'm going to be away from the library for a week. I'm going to have all this time. I better grab a lot of books because, you know, I'll finish this one in a day. And oh, my goodness. That's so unrealistic. (laughs) It is so unrealistic. I usually (laughs) have four to five library books at home at all times. Yeah. Exactly. But I do it for that exact reason. Because if I start a book and it doesn't grab me right away, I... I'll be like, well, let me choose this other book and see what's going to hook me. Right. Yeah. Definitely. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. Catch you later. Bye.